Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. Uh, I want to mention something you see here on the screen, Ultimate Life Challenge, www.ultimatelifechallenge.com. That's a, a new thing that I started this month, June. Uh, this is going to be published later, but, uh, well, later, I guess it's going to be published in June. Anyway, that is a new challenge that I started. We finished the first one, and we're going to do that every month. So going to that URL will give you a chance to participate in a very powerful opportunity, a very powerful opportunity to identify the thing that you could do to make the biggest impact in the world and make the most money and be the happiest. So what, here's what I've discovered, and you can agree or disagree, but here's what I know. We all want to make an impact. We all want to make a difference. I hear that over and over and over. I hear people in corporate saying, well, I left that job because it just didn't seem to matter. It was a cog in a machine. And, you know, all that sort of conversation that's like, I'm not doing anything that matters. And I need to. I want to. Well, of course you do. You want to do something that matters. So do I. So does everybody. And the question is, how do we do that? How do we find the thing that matters the most? Well, I have had a client who repeatedly during the time of working <clears throat> would talk about fear of making a mistake. So there was a procrastination element. I'm going to put off making this mistake, put off deciding what I'm going to do, what I'm going to create next, because what if it's the wrong thing? And I waste all the time doing that. Well, <clears throat> all the time that it takes to decide is not well spent if you end up doing nothing and nothing and nothing. So I'm not going to tell you the exact right way to do it, but I'll tell you what I do. I get busy and do something. I do what seems to be the next right thing. And we all have intuition, and we've talked about that on a lot of different podcasts here alone with me and with some many, many of the guests about feeling called, and they you know it's a spiritual term, called on a mission, called of God, but called by your higher self, called by your innate gifts. We have a purpose and mission here, and we all know that intuitively. So the purpose of the Ultimate Life Challenge is, I call it the Clarity, Confidence, and Cash Acceleration Challenge. And it is an accelerated way to get clarity about what you could do to make a difference, to make money, and to be happy. What I've discovered is <clears throat> there's a real key to that. And today, in the next three episodes, I'm going to talk about those three keys. And to me, they feel magic. So I call them three magic keys. Every person that I've talked to about this framework of three keys finds it helpful, revelatory, and powerful in helping that individual find a thing to start with 
And it may not be the ultimate thing. We've talked about clarity before, and sometimes the idea of clarity is I have to have clarity before I start. And what we mean by that isn't a clear idea. What we're really saying is I need to have clarity and certainty that when I do this thing, it won't waste time, it'll be successful, and it'll land me in the promised land. The promised land being purpose, prosperity, and joy. I need to know that I'm not going to fail, look stupid, waste time, fall on my face, and all that negative stuff. Well, nobody can promise that. What I can promise is you're going to fail and fall on your face and maybe look stupid and need to start over. You're going to need to do that, especially if you're in search of the highest possible thing. Now, those of you that are watching the video, I love this piece of art. This is a piece of art that's for one of my songs called Invitation. And you can see my chair's a little in the way there. You can see this staircase that goes on up to infinity. It's a glorious piece of art done by a client of mine who's a dear friend and a glorious artist. But this is an invitation. Today and the next three episodes are an invitation for you to think deeply about purpose. Here's what I know. If you commit in your own heart to adding good to the world, you can find a purpose to commit yourself to. And the idea that there's one true purpose is both true and not true. As we develop and mature over life, our purpose changes. It, it grows and develops and, <clears throat> you know, moves Why? Because our skills adjust, our experience adjusts. We become more mature. An obvious thing, if you ask a five-year-old what their purpose is, they'll describe something, and if you ask them five years later or ten years later or 15 or 20, it adjusts again and again and again. And sometimes the adjustments are out of fear or out of failure. Well, I tried and I failed and I got slapped down, so I better shrink my voice. I'm not talking about any of that. Even if you are bold, clear, and determined, your, your purpose refines with additional experience <clears throat> and skill. <clears throat> and of course it should. A college athlete is never you know, as good as a seasoned player in the NHL, NBA, whatever it is that is you know, the professional version of that because your skills get refined. So... <clears throat> This is the introductory episode to three magic keys to help you find and declare a purpose for your life. And what I know from my own personal growth and experience and from helping lots of clients is that choosing a purpose and committing to that and then going all in to serve with that allows you to do three things. First of all, it allows you to make more money than you can make doing anything else. And you might revolt at that, but listen to these four episodes and then decide if you're going to revolt. Besides making more money, you can make the biggest impact, meaning matter the most in the world. And again, you might revolt. But it's true, and again, listen to these four episodes and see what I'm painting for you, and then see if that isn't powerfully true. Not, well, maybe, but powerfully, right between the eyes true. 
So I'd invite you to consider joining our next challenge, the Ultimate Life Challenge uh, dot com, and uh, be sure and put the www in there. At least right now, some kind of forwarding problem. So www.ultimatelifechallenge.com. Anyway, so let's talk about. Oh, and the third thing is you have the most fun. So when you declare and dedicate yourself to a purpose, and I'm assuming the purpose adds good to the world. If you scream out, my purpose is to make as much money as I can so I can do cool stuff and just do whatever I want all the time, this message isn't for you. I believe and have experienced in my own life that we're built to love and serve each other. We are happiest when we are in love and service. All you have to do is look around the world in any place and see that that's true. There's war going on in Europe right now. Terrible war, hundreds of thousands of people dead and dying with untold suffering for selfish, greedy reasons. I thought the, I was having a conversation the other day about, you know, we're talking about poverty and we were in that conversation and people in need of many things, education, water, food. And, you know, meaningful training to get work and that sort of thing. <clears throat> and I was reflecting how many trillions of dollars are wasted, used up needlessly by just cyber protection, cyber crime, stealing accounts and identities, and, and then all that's spent in the protection of that. If all of that were taken and turned to the use of adding good to the world, why well, all of the problems that we talked about would be gone. And we know that, yet we continue <clears throat> to move in the direction we do. And this isn't a raging diatribe against governments or people or anything else. It is an invitation, just like this says back here, for you to add good to the world. It's an invitation to give in to the yearning in your heart and find and declare a purpose for your life. And then go after that with all your heart. And as that changes over time... That's good. Listen to that intuition. You'll make more money, you'll have more fun, and you'll have a bigger impact following that purpose than doing any other thing. Now, that is a bold statement, but it is true. On my life, it's true. I've seen it over and over and over again. And I lived through 30 years chasing a career and getting you know, quite successful, making good money. And experiencing the misery, and then 16 years ago in 2007, at the end of 2007, I started life all over again. And in the last 16 years, I've completed, created a new life based on creating and dedicating myself to a purpose and discovered the truth of that. More fun, more money, and bigger impact. So, and I see that also with clients that I work for over and over and over again, and people that don't work with me, I just see it as I meet lots of people. So there's a phrase that says, do what you love and the money will follow. <clears throat> I interviewed someone the other day for another episode here on the podcast, and they said, yeah, I'm not sure that's true. You know, what if I love to just sit and watch television? <clears throat> well, you may have loved to sit and watch television, but you know what I saw the other day? <clears throat> I saw a YouTube channel about a person who was talking about old stories, big epic kinds of stories. And 
he'd analyzed the Star Wars triple trilogy and, you know, the thread through Star Trek and the thread through um, the Lord of the Rings, you know, those epic kinds of stories and was giving his commentary on it in some cases, you know, strongly disagreeing and agreeing and talking about stories of old. And his YouTube had millions of millions upon millions of views. And what I know is that a channel that has that kind of an audience attracts advertisers. And indeed, at the start of and in the middle of watching some of the video, there were advertisements all over the place. Well, I happen to be very, very well connected with the most successful YouTube audience builder in the world. And he holds a video conference every year. And today, this year, will be the 10th year in October in Dallas. And I'm going to go. And I've been the MC now for 10 years. So I will go be in one of the MCs. Now it's grown so big, there's multiple rooms. But I get to go be an MC there. And here's why I'm telling you that. What I know is that channels that have followings like that make a lot of money. And the way they make a lot of money is advertisers pay that channel owner just for placing spots there because they want to get in front of the audience that's watching that uh, content. <clears throat> so even in that case, watching old movies and talking about it and being very outspoken about what was good and not good and what they agreed with and didn't agree with, all that stuff, big cash, big cash. So even something like that, I saw also a podcast many years ago that was making money, and guess what? It was on astral projection. You may or may not know what that is, and it doesn't matter. It's an esoteric out-of-body projection concept where the astral body makes trips and stuff like that. doesn't matter. The point is, <clears throat> there is no question or doubt that you can make a living doing what you want, what you love. If, if you create it in a way to be of service. Now, if you just go do something and ignore everybody else, yeah, you can waste your life doing whatever's in front of you and never caring about that, and yeah, you're going to struggle. But if you choose to follow the, the divine nature of our design, which is to love and serve, even if it's critiquing old stories, or even if it's talking about astral projection, and I have dozens of other examples, <clears throat> you, can make a, you can have fun, you can make a living, and make a difference. So that's what this episode and the next three are going to be about, about how to do that, exactly how to do that. Not some airy-fairy ideas up in the sky, but exactly how to do it, because it's what I do, and I have many clients that do the same thing, and they can turn them into businesses. Now, most people don't make businesses out of commentary on old stories or movies or out of astral projection or anything that esoteric. Most of us are mainstream. I know people that make a living talking about training uh, Alaskan Huskies. I know people that make a living talking about <clears throat> music. I knew a guy that was a very successful Hollywood um, mixer in the studio, studio mixer, and, you know, had classes on that and so forth. So I've met all kinds of people, and you are no exception. So let's talk more about how that happened. Do what you love and the money will follow is true if you do what you love and make it available so other people can benefit. Another way to start this, and this I think is attributed to Steve Jobs, he said, do what you love. I don't know if that's true. He said, love what you do. 
So he turned it around and said, love what you do. Well, in, in some ways, that's the same thing. Because if you truly love what you're doing, like was clear with that guy talking about stories of old, he was just very passionate about it. So he loved what he did. And that kind of passion is attractive. People are attracted to that kind of energy. <clears throat> and again, I'm talking about it from the framework of trying to add good to the world. And adding good to the world isn't all soft and airy-fairy. It can be bold and clear. It can be calling for change. I had a conversation with a client this morning. And this particular client has a product and service that solves a very pervasive and powerful problem. And that is how much anger we allow to govern our system. How much anger we allow in our lives and how it kills us. And, you know, causes life literally to shorten and ruins relationships and costs careers and jobs and causes all kinds of other stuff. And he has a cure for that anger problem. A cure for it. Not a band-aid, but a real cure. And yet... <clears throat> He, is, is, uh, he had a little bit of a struggle being bold and clear enough about that. So that's what we talked about. If you, with whatever you love, are willing to serve with all your heart with that thing, then the money will follow. Because the money, money follows value. So if I just grow something in my garden and no one ever sees it, and I don't make anything available, and I just do it for my own enjoyment, then no one is able to to give me money because I'm not creating any value for them. On the other hand, if I decide to sell tickets to view my creation, whether it's flowers or art or music or writing or a way to cure anger or anything else, if I allow, if I sell tickets to that, and give people the benefit of my work, then I get, I get money for it. Because money follows value, and when I give my stuff to somebody, they get value. And they're like, okay, sure, I'll pay that. It's, it's worth that to me. And so that's the idea, <clears throat> to, uh, the, the powerful truth. It's not even the idea, it's the truth. If you love something, and you pour your heart and passion in it, so that what you do with it is excellence, then, and if you choose to share it, you can get paid. And I, yeah, that's just the truth. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's assembling model cars. I don't care. I saw this funny show on TV the other day. I haven't seen it, but I saw an advertisement about life-size Hot Wheels. Well, Hot Wheels were a fad when I was a kid, and now here all these 60 years later, because I'm 67, be 68, so 55, 60 years later, We've got a television program and people building these life-size Hot Wheels. So that passion has turned into a full-blown television show for who knows how long it'll last. So it doesn't matter what you love to do. If you love it and you share it, if you love it and you do it to the level of excellence and you use it to provide value, then do what you love and the money will follow is absolutely true. And depending on how much you want to share it and how hard you want to work at it, you can have all the money you want by providing the value that people need. Okay, so that is the basic equation. Money follows value, so figure out how to create value with what you love. Now, what we're going to talk about in the next three 
videos is the pieces of creating that value because it's easy for me to say, okay, create some value. Uh, you know, that, that's just an empty statement. When people say, well, what do I have to create value with? And I teach writing books, right? And I have a 90-day seminar to help people finish books. And if they stay with homework at the end of 90 days, they've got the first draft of a full-on powerful book done. And many start with, I don't really have, I don't know, I want to write a book, but I don't have anything to say. I don't think anybody will read it and so forth. So that happens all the time. Start with that. Oh, I don't know. And yet it's true. And what happens in the process is they fall in love with their story, with what they have to give. And we figure out together how to do it in such a way that it provides huge value. So remember, the first principle is money follows value. So where can you find that thing in you that is that can be turned into this huge value? Well, there are three parts to that, and that's what the next three episodes are going to be about. But, but I'll just tell you what they are now, and then we're going to talk in detail about them in the next three. Because each one of them deserves a good discussion and unfolding so we don't gloss over it. <clears throat> The three things are the skills you've already learned. Maybe you went to school or trade school, you're a carpenter, you're a doctor, you're a pizza delivery person, you're an esthetician. It doesn't matter. You've got a set of skills that you've already learned. So that's going to be a whole episode. We'll talk about how to identify them and how to take them and leverage them in a powerful way. The second thing is your natural gifts. You've got natural gifts. You may not know what they are, or you may know what they are and dismiss them as not very important. They're one of three powerful things, and I use this little thing with my three fingers wrapped like this if you're watching the video. And if you're not, why not? You should be watching the video. Anyway, it's like a braided nylon rope. These three things wrap together, and together they're very, very strong. Together these three things create your unique and powerful voice that cannot be duplicated. It's a way you can add value and serve people that no one else can touch. Nobody can touch it because of how different these three things are for each person. All right. The second thing, as I said, is your natural gift. Maybe you listen well. Maybe you have an obvious gift like music or art or something. But there are tons of other gifts. In, in religion, they call them gifts of the spirit. I call them divine gifts or natural gifts. Gifts that came with you. Things you seem to know how to do well. Sometimes they're physical, sometimes they're mental, emotional, listening well, being empathetic, being a good leader, you know, just there's all kinds of them. And that is the second piece of your robe. And finding and understanding those is the second part of this. And that'll be a, an, an episode that we talk about uh, after the other one, the one about your existing skills, your natural gifts. And the third one is your life experience, and that's the most important one. And the reason it is is because it shapes how you use the other two. Your life experience shapes how those are effective and how you can best use those first two. All of us have positive and negative things. The ones that shape us most are usually the negative ones. The hardships, the struggles, the deaths, the illness, the injustice... The abuse, you know, the, the, the real difficult things. And they can ruin us or refine us. And we'll spend a, an episode on that. 
So those are the three things, your existing skills, your natural gifts, and your life experience. And if you do the work, and this doesn't fall out of the sky, if you do the work and you figure out how to use those three together, you can have an, an inimitable voice, a voice that can't be duplicated. You can add value in a way no one else can, and you can make a bigger difference, make more money, and have more fun than anything else you can do in your life, period. That's it. That is a fundamental truth. Now, I want to spend the last, and so the next three episodes will about be about those three pieces of the rope. And in the um, Ultimate Life Challenge, www.ultimatelifechallenge.com, we help you discover yours, not just talk about them, but discover yours, and talk about how to weave yours together into your unique voice. <clears throat> the last part of today, I want to talk about one other real uh, barrier that gets in the way of this idea. We all feel at different times innately that we have some kind of gifts. We know that. We feel them. We know there's things we do that others can't do or it seems hard for others to do. But because it's easy, we dismiss them. They're not that important. They're not that big of a deal. Who cares? So we downplay them. We devalue them. Well, we're doing ourselves and others a disservice. So that is a danger point devaluing your existing skills and gifts. The second one is that we also have stories about who we are. Maybe we were born in a place where we had difficult social standing. Maybe we were uh, discriminated against. We were, you know, born in a place where whoever and whatever, wrong side of the tracks, wrong color, wrong ethnicity, wrong religion. And so you had, you know, things against you. Those leave lasting impressions. Sometimes they make us bitter. It's not fair, the unfairness of all of it, and, and it isn't. But what we choose to do with that unfairness is on us. So we create these stories. And how we create these stories either helps us or hurts us. So if I go at the world with a chip on my shoulder, angry because the, whatever it was happened to me, I'm limited as to my creativity and my ability to add good to the world. If I have a story that I'm not good enough, if I have a story, and maybe I've had some failures in life. This, this is true for me. So this part right here is true for me. I had failures in life, some of my own making, and some that were imposed on me, inflicted, if you were, by external circumstances. Difficulties and failures and I allowed those difficulties and failures to influence me powerfully in a negative way for decades. Not a few minutes and not a few years, but for decades. And because I continued to allow that and didn't say, take the reins and say, I'm going to fix this, even if I didn't know how to fix it. I'm not saying you do it by yourself. I allowed that collection of stories to drag me down, pull me down, Help me, keep me stuck in less than, not good enough, and all the rest for decades, right? Until finally I made a determination that I was going to change, and it was hard, and I had to do the work and all the rest. But the, the benefits and blessing of that choice, I can't even count. So you have self-concept, uh, I'll say issues, maybe they're issues, you have a self-concept. You have stories about your worth, stories about your ability and your capability. Those stories came from the past. 90% of them, 99% of those are not true. 
They may have happened, but they don't define the future. They don't define what you can and can't do. They don't limit what you're possible, what's possible for you or what you're capable of unless you let it limit that. And so in all three of these, your existing skills, your natural gifts and your life experience, this self-concept and the stories about them are going to play powerful roles in identifying those three elements for yourself and in choosing how you weave them together into the powerful rope, powerful voice, powerful tool that you have. The choice will be, do you develop it? Do you use it? Do you create value with it? Because if you find it and you use it and you create value, I know, I absolutely know you can make more money make a bigger difference, and have more fun than doing anything else. Adding good to the world, serving, loving, that's our natural state. It is the place we are in our happy dance more than any other place. Now, that's the first of these four episodes. We're going to go on and talk about each of those three pieces of the rope in the next episode and tie this together so you can create anything you want, because you're limitless and you can have whatever you want. Again, I invite you to go to www.ultimatelifechallenge, uh, www.ultimatelifechallenge.com, sorry, and join us for the challenge in July. Love to see you there, and where you can identify not only the three pieces of your rope, but exactly how to use it to add good to the world, to create value, yes, get paid, yes, create a side hustle or a full-on business, and have more fun, bigger impact, make more money than you can imagine right this minute. I can't wait to uh, finish doing this in the next few episodes, and I'm all in today and every other day to help you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet